on this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus, we are hanging out at the DeWitt Law Firm with the man himself, Moses DeWitt. Hey, guys. And I'm also with Mike from Bungalore. I've never been here. It's all I've ever wanted, though. Welcome to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker, and my cohort, my normal cohort, is not here tonight, Brendan O'Connor. He is uh, vacationing in Rhode Island, Mike? Is yep, that right? that's right. Doing Halloween stuff up in Rhode Island. What does that mean? Yeah. What is Halloween stuff? There's you, put like that, a, you put it in air quotes. Well, I, there's like a, I guess it's not even really Halloween. There's like a Hobbit house Airbnb I think he's staying at. I don't know why. Is it an actual Hobbit house? <laughs> yeah, or just, all right. I think that's how it was advertised. All right, well, that voice is Mike Donahue. He is the strategic partnership director. Nailed it. Uh, at uh, Bungalower and Bungalower.com. I don't really know what you do all day, Mike, but we'll find out. We'll talk. We, you've been on the show lately a lot. I have, yeah, uh, pretty frequently. Yeah, Sorry yeah. about that. No, 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 no. We're happy to have you. We're happy to have you. But but also joining us tonight is the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus, Moses DeWitt. Mo, hey, guys. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good, good, good. Mo is with uh, JustCallMo.com and the DeWitt Law Firm. Those are our websites and names. And, and speaking of both those... Uh, firms we are we are in the the belly of the beast tonight <laughs> i mean probably the most exciting location you've ever recorded from it's true we are we are in the offices of the dewitt law firm and just call mo which is right in the heart of downtown orlando we're, we're really the heartbeat of downtown orlando mm-hmm. i'd say yeah, yeah that's what huey lewis the news said <laughs> says he's the the heart of rock and roll uh but yeah we're 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 in the offices tonight which is in the fairwinds credit union building right on central here in downtown orlando third floor if you ever want to come by oh yeah We'll give you some merch. Absolutely. We got a whole merch uh, department here. That's true. We're actually drinking Moe's Jury Juice Lager, which is a, a a beer that you brewed, Mo. This is true. Tell Bre- us about this beer. I brewed it in my bathtub. It took <laughs> many hours, but right. uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a lovely lager, and uh, I think it's got a little hint of citrus in there, maybe. But okay. It's, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah it's great. So uh, Hourglass Brewing, I think, is the yep. folks behind They're it. They're the ones who uh, put it together for us. Mm-hmm. And your face is on it? Well, how can I, I put my face on everything? <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, we're hanging out at the office tonight. We started out, we'll say, over at the, what's it? what was uh, it called? Feast on 50. Feast on 50, which was uh, at Camping World Stadium. Right. And great event. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Super busy. Yeah. Food, drinks, uh, college football. Mm-hmm. Started raining a little bit. Yeah. And then we didn't know where we were going to record our show. No, it was kind of a weird because <laughs> there were like tables in the middle, but there was a DJ right there. And I was like, well, maybe we could make that work. And then it started raining. So people ran inside and were like, well, maybe we can do it inside. And uh-huh. that was the whole thing. So yeah, this is so, better. so we were like, you know what, Mo, let's go back to your office. <laughs> Come back to my place. Yeah. And uh, like, have you said that before? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're hanging out at, at the at the DeWitt Law Firm offices. Uh, chatting about all things Orlando. That's what we do here on Bungalore and the Bus. We talk about uh, downtown's bungalow neighborhoods and the neighborhoods around there like Winter Park and College Park and Thornton Park. And if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all the places. Perfect. Yeah. And so like we said, Brendan, uh, he's not here tonight. He's vacationing in Rhode Island. Hanging out in New England. With hobbits. Uh, with hobbits. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so he's not here, so we're, we're holding down the fort. And uh, how was your week, Mike? 
Uh, so last two weeks have been terrible, and terrible? I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> last time I was on the show, if anyone follows it on Bungalore, I was wearing a Phillies jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, and then two days later, I flew to Atlanta for a game. They lost. Uh-oh. Didn't think anything of it. They won the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple days ago, I flew to Phoenix to watch Uh-oh. them lose again in Arizona. So, so you're the reason they were losing. Of course, yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I got the bad juju. Um, and they're out now, right? Yeah, they're done. That's yeah, what I thought. Uh, How many games did that go to? Baseball? Seven. Seven. That's what yeah. I thought. So Should have been four. Went to seven. Mm. Uh, they lost. I feel terrible. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, I, I grew up in Detroit. Okay. My team hasn't won since 1984. So, But all your pitchers end up on winning, winning teams. teams. Right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> so that's how it works in Detroit. But yeah, plus uh, my Lions lost last week by a lot. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. rough game. So. <laughs> All right, so not a not a great week for you. No, just traveling around the country watching my team lose has not been ideal. That's <laughs> better than staying here and watching yeah, them lose. True, I, I guess, guess. Yeah. I got into a tiff with a couple D backs fans in the <laughs> stands, but we don't have to talk about that. On the radio. <laughs> Sounds like D bags, am I right? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Mo? How was your week? Uh, horrible. Uh, <laughs> went went to the Solar Bears opener. Oh, they, they lost. They did, but it was a great time. So uh-huh. it wasn't it wasn't all bad. That it? That it? Oh, I don't know. What else did we do this week? That was. That's I went to Solar it. Bears and I worked, so yeah. right. it, was, it was a good week. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, I'm trying to think what I did, Mo. Not, no, I don't even know what I did this week. I went to the Solar Bears as well. We're you a did? sponsor. The DeWitt Law Firm is a sponsor of the Solar Bears, and just call Mo. Yep. You guys get nice seats. Uh, we get some decent seats. Well, so I had good seats, <laughs> Yeah, but the, the guy sitting next to me had a cowbell that he just decided to ring the entire okay, game so like, uh-huh. <laughs> right in my ear. And he was a, a younger kid. And so I was pretty much deaf after the first uh, <laughs> first quarter. But it was a great time. Good time. Yeah. Okay. So did you tough it out? Did you stay there the whole yeah, time? Yeah, we just or? stayed there. Then okay. after uh, we had my son, who's four years old. And okay. so once it hit like 8, 830, he was pretty much done gotcha. anyways. So he told me he wanted to go. I couldn't hear him a bunch of times after I figured out what was going on. <laughs> sure, yeah. Then we made our way out of there. Okay. All right. And also, Mo, you and I went to Country Thunder together. Oh, yeah. What was that? Sunday night? Uh, Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some tickets to a country show out in Kissimmee. Okay. Uh, we took the wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Wearing Real treat for the wives. Uh, over at Osceola Heritage Park. Yeah, that's where I graduated high school. Oh, from. really? Yeah. All right. Really? It was a three-day festival. <laughs> oh, okay. Keith Urban was there. Oh, wow. That's Oh, yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Okay. Hardy. We went and saw Hardy. You know who Hardy is? I have no idea who uh, well, did I. <laughs> Not yeah. a clue. Not my scene. It was something to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that was, that was about my week, too. Yeah. I didn't really do a whole lot. Anyway, let's let's talk about things that are happening in Orlando, Mike. Totally. So, should we start with less divisive news? No, maybe? let's start with the most divisive straight, okay. thing. Yeah, that's why people tune in. Fair enough. So, you may have seen that the uh, city of Orlando decided to, uh, through a unanimous vote through the city commissioners, decided to uh, purchase uh, Pulse Nightclub, the property. Yeah. Um, this came up like a week and a half ago. That they just like out of the blue too. I don't know if you remember. I was just sitting here, I think, working, Mo and. And I got an alert like the city of Orlando is going to buy Pulse. And, yeah. And I don't think there was really any talk of that leading up to that, that was, announcement. That was the first headline I had seen. I don't. There was an article that came out uh, late this afternoon. This we're, we're talking on Thursday. Sorry. Uh, late this afternoon from the Sentinel that there was an email sent to someone at the city that kind of facilitated that. Ah. I, I don't know if, what the straw was that broke the camel's back, but obviously it's been seven years. Oh, yeah. And they've been right. trying to figure out what to do with this 
site and one so th- pulse hasn't really moved on yeah it. and they were yeah. gonna buy this originally the city was gonna buy this back in like 2017 or 18 like right for more than they're buying it now by uh-huh. the way <laughs> yeah 2.25 million yeah. and i think they wanted to sort of get the ball rolling yeah. at that time yeah. and then the they 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 didn't do it they i don't think the the owners didn't want to sell it they didn't want to sell and then as i think as recently as six months ago there was supposedly some kind of deal they were exploring to donate the property to the city Mm -hmm. but what i had heard was that some of the property owners there's three there's there's three property owners yeah there's three didn't want to donate it it's worth pointing out that two of the three property owners one's barbara poma the other is her husband and uh-huh. then i think it's a business partner there's another guy like, who lives out in daytona right? and he was the guy at least quote it was like oh, i never said i was gonna donate that's what he said oh, okay. yeah he was one. Right. I mean, the other two might not have either but sure. he like vocally was like well i never said that i, yeah. I, I want my money right so yeah just a strange situation to say the least i think people it sounds like for the most part, uh, victim survivors, families, that sort of thing, are happy with this move because there's been some kind of forward momentum towards a something. permanent memorial. Like something. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just anything at this point, really. Um, I, I want to ask Mo something here yeah, real quick. Yeah. Mo, could yeah. the city have just taken it? Probably not because unless it, you can take something by eminent domain if you're using it for kind of the public good typically mm-hmm. so but even if you take it by eminent domain you still have to pay for it yeah mm-hmm. and you have to pay fair market value for it okay and then who comes up with the fair market value so that's a whole actual area of the law where basically they just get appraisers and it's a battle of appraisers so oftentimes the government will have their own appraiser and they'll say we think the value is worth x and then the property owner will get their own appraiser and let's say the value is worth y and then ultimately it can go to court or can settle before court as to what the property is actually worth so this i think some of this came up during the meeting at city council because because they bought it for the city's going to buy it for about two million dollars right roughly around there and one of the commissioners uh, jim gray was sort of like well we shouldn't be paying this much for it right it's not worth that much we're getting sort of a raw deal uh, I think they all understand this might be the best sort of way forward, but right. but he was sort of bringing up those points because he was saying, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, di- I didn't watch the whole meeting. He said something like, well, it's not worth that much now because of what happened there. And, and I don't know. And I was going to ask you, Mo, like, does that factor in like the things that or, or do they say, look, this property's on a busy street at a busy intersection near a target in, in, a, in a nice neighborhood. This is what it's actually worth. I think I think most appraisers would lean towards what it's actually worth, because usually what you're looking at is, you know, comparable sales, comparable properties. Okay. And I mean, not to sound heartless, and I don't mean it this way, but you know, if it's sold to a developer who just bulldozes a thing and builds apartments there, what's it worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And frankly, I'm sure they could, somebody would probably do that. If, oh, yeah. You know, the property is probably not big enough for apartments, but you know what I no, mean. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it, like uh, the objective reality of it is it's, it's on um, South Orange, right? Like, right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. prime area. Right. Yeah. And that could have happened. I mean, I know, oh, I know sure. some yeah. people are upset with how this all sort of ended up and and going forward they might be more upset but i mean there is the possibility that the owners were like well look we're just going to put it on the market now and we'll see what it gets and if some person in new york city who has no connection to orlando right a hedge fund or somebody doesn't right. care yeah. i mean yeah. like you said mo we'll knock it down i mean there would be a, a huge outcry right but right. if you're living in your mansion in new york and you don't have to deal with that you don't care i don't care yeah. and, and so so I get where some of the commissioners were coming from with you know questioning the the purchase price, but I I do feel like this is the best way forward. Yeah, I think there's, like I said, like I I think most people are happy that there's been forward momentum. I think it's also worth pointing out that there was concern that 
because it's publicly owned now that there might not be as much accountability. But I'll also say seven years, people that work for One Pulse have been paid a lot of money over yeah. the last seven years and haven't really done anything about that property. So I... I I think it's a net positive that someone else is taking it over and trying to figure out what to do. And I don't know space. if their argument on the other side is going to be, well, we couldn't do anything with it because it wasn't our property, the One Pulse people, unless I'm wrong on that. Well, no, I, I mean, Barbara Poma was CEO and chairman of so they One could Pulse, have. so they absolutely mm-hmm. could have. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you want to give me some rope, I can talk all about <laughs> it. But she, she's been paid a ludicrous amount of money, even as recently as this year, despite not being actively engaged with One Pulse anymore. Mm. I think she made something like $250,000 this year. Mm. And I just think about like the, especially when Pulse just happened, the families that had to beg, borrow, and steal money just to pay for funeral costs. And yeah. like, we're seven right. years later, nothing's happened. She's and, getting paid. And you know what? Money. It's I mean, good it's moved on. I, I'll, I, but we can go on to the next topic. But I do want to say this, and I'm not trying to defend her and her salary, but I do feel like some. It, it's okay to make money sometimes. No, and I. But you have to do. You have to right. really be pushing forward. Like I, I'll tell you what, and this is not the exact same comparison. Um, the woman Kathy Ramsberger, who runs the Dr. Phillips Center, she yeah. makes a lot of money. Sure, she makes like a lot of money. Sure, but she they also do like world class stuff over there. Yeah, right? and, and so I, like I don't. I never begrudge people that make a good living but you gotta do stuff no right i I don't either but i'll also like argue like they're they do their their donations and their fundraisers and all these things barely cover her salary alone Uh which is like there's a point where it becomes a little egregious and a little gross to be honest with you but i agree like i don't people keep saying like you have a right like you've lost the business you have a right to recoup some of those expenses and i don't disagree with any of that Mm -hmm. um I think they're kind of past the point where they've they've done very well for themselves in the uh-huh. last seven years. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Sure. Let's find let's, let's find that. something else to that. chat about. <laughs> <laughs> um. How about this car that drove into this fountain? <laughs> Mo, did you see a picture of this? No, I didn't. All right, you should look at the photo. All Perhaps right. there's a case there. I don't know. Probably I mean, not. Fountain law is our specialty. <laughs> <laughs> I think the person who who drove into this fountain uh, just drove into the fountain. So, uh, this oh, was, it, it looked like on purpose. Like, oh, really? The fountain owed it money or something. So like this was, was this was in Baldwin Park. There's a fountain okay. at the end. Uh, yeah. I think it's New Broad Street. Yeah, I'm familiar whatever, with that fountain. Yeah, right the before the lake yeah. there. Right before yeah. the lake, and this was like a week ago, but maybe a week and a half ago now. But a, a jeep. Just like crashed right into it, yeah. and there's really nothing there. Like you gotta be aiming for that. No, thing. and I think it's a roundabout, right? So like, yes, it was, is. Yeah, either you hit the fountain or you go straight into the lake. I'm not really sure what the intention was. Yeah, and so uh, I don't well, think nobody in Florida knows how to use roundabouts. Let's, that's let's true. just that's a good let's point. very that's true, really good Mo. Point. Very yeah. true. Yeah. So I mean, there were some photos. I think Tactical Brewing took a photo. Yeah. They sent it to Bungalow. Or you can see the photo on Bungalow.com. But um, nobody really knows like who this person was. It's really. Eerie. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think the person died. Because if they did, I'm sure there'd be a story on that. Yeah. But I think Brendan was trying to figure out like who this was, what happened. I, he tried to request a police report, but yeah. he had a little trouble. Yeah, they. He put his investigative reporting hat on, and um, he when it's these, a very fluffy hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should tell yeah. you, very frilly. There's some latex involved uh-huh. there. So I think, um, <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> he reached out to the OPD, which is normally what he does when he sees these types of things. Yeah. Uh, my understanding was there wasn't an accident report. He asked why, and they said he had to fill out uh, an information request form. And to be clear, he 
has never had to do that before, but that's probably the proper protocol. It that's probably fine. is. Yeah, yeah. So he did, and then they immediately directed him to City Hall and also said that he needed the information request notarized before they can... can consider it he also that doesn't seem right no he also pointed out that whenever he has had to do those information requests it's days if not weeks he sent it in and someone immediately emailed him back really yeah which makes it a little even more i mean are our accidents public record yeah they are i mean it, in florida in florida i mean we have pretty broad public record laws where you can basically get anything now typically if there's ongoing investigation a death investigation or something along those lines then they'll hold it back for a period of time until that investigation is completed. But otherwise, you know, typical crash reports, things like that are public record that you can get. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know exactly what happened with this. I mean, if, if even if it was somebody who worked at the police department or the city, I, I still don't feel like they would just like not give you a report. No, it's really strange. And we were saying before the podcast started, like if you're trying to get someone to fizzle out on this story like that's not really the way to do it i I can't imagine that opd like the regular people at opd are trying to do damage control for whatever it is so it's just kind of a weird situation where it's oh maybe there's some sort of miscommunication it could just be a new person on the job it could be yeah I don't know. I don't really. I, I don't know. So hopefully, Brendan can get the accident report. I'm maybe. very curious. I'm sure it'll end up being incredibly disappointing. It's probably just someone who had too many. <laughs> probably somebody had too much to drink. Yeah. He or she ran into a. Uh, the fountain. Yeah. Is a fountain okay? Does anybody know of the fountains? We should the, check on it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. The last I saw, there was some caution tape around it. I don't know that it had any real structural damage to it, though. Okay. But All the right. car, I mean, the car flipped over. So if anything, it says a lot to whoever built the fountain that they've built an incredibly stable <laughs> piece of well, that's <laughs> public good. art, I guess. That's good. Yeah. Uh, how about this 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 um, initiative that the council approved to try to get restaurants downtown did you see this i did yeah so i haven't seen i i I know brendan reported on it the other day it's part of a process to kind of revitalize downtown into what they what the city wants it to be which is restaurants and shopping and they're putting a lot of public money behind incentivizing uh restaurateurs or entrepreneurs or whatever to bring that type of business down what's your go-to restaurant downtown uh, the place I eat at the most is probably Super Rico, which is next nearby. Your office is here yes. on Central. Yes. I mean, All right. How about how about if you want to like go to a show or go to a game and you want to eat like beforehand? Uh, is we, it Super Rico? No, we usually go like Taco Cat for that. Oh, all right. Oh, all nice. right. Okay. Tacos. Pretty good. You go through yeah. that secret door. They don't. They don't let me back there. No. <laughs> no. You're too old for that. Apparently. <laughs> But yeah, the city's trying to incentivize restaurants and, like you said, uh, retail to move downtown. I think you can get up to $400,000. Which is crazy. <laughs> we should just it, open a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe we're in the it's wrong It's $100 line of per square foot. So you got to open a big restaurant yeah. just to get that. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I it seems like it's a bit of a fallout from one, they were accepting permits for basically anybody that wanted to open a business downtown. And Mm -hmm. then I think a year or two went by and they're like, well, we have nothing but bars downtown and that's not what we were trying to turn downtown into. But it's like, well, now you're punishing the people that you said you could open a business Uh downtown by doing the after midnight thing with the off-duty police officers. And now you're desperately trying to incentivize people to come in downtown. The comments on our Instagram when we post about the story have not been nice. No? No. There's a... I mean, cities do this, so let's be fair. Like, yeah. Cities do do this. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not I, all cities, but... I don't think there's anything wrong with the actual... Uh, 
program itself, I think you've kind of lost a lot of people to the allure of downtown already um, for whether there's any truth to the narrative or not. A lot of people don't like coming downtown, whether it's parking, that's a huge issue. Um, homeless people always point out is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. So you can you know, get the best publicly subsidized restaurant that money can buy and people may still not come to it. That's true. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we work down here, you and I, Mo. Yeah. But I, I'll be honest, I don't come downtown as much as I used to. No, I mean, there's no I'm real reason older. to come downtown. I mean, for our age group, I mean... I'm 40, by the way. 41. <laughs> 41. Uh, I mean, there's a few good restaurants downtown that, like... I would eat at for dinner, but it's a, it's a hassle. I mean, it's a whole production. I have to come downtown, find parking, pay for parking, walk to the restaurant, eat at the restaurant. I mean, yeah. it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not, but like, I mean, a lot of cities you have to park downtown. and, and But we're walk. a lazy city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go to a lot of bigger cities in the in the world and you got you to gotta at least do a little effort of parking and walking a little bit. This I is true. Yeah, I think it's more the the error in thinking was like the way that this has been planned out was mm -hmm. it's kind of like, yes, you can open whatever you want downtown. And now it's like, we'll know what the identity of downtown Orlando is not what we want it to be. And I think trying to get it back to what they want it to be has been an almost impossible process. Maybe just embrace what it was it, well, and just yeah, go exactly. forward. Yeah. We got to take a break. We got to take a little break. We are here hanging out at the law offices of Just Call Mo and uh, the DeWitt Law Firm here in downtown Orlando. And we are, we are with the one and only Moses DeWitt as well. So we will see you guys in a second. Calling all Orlando City fans, your Lions will host Nashville SC in round one of the Audi 2023 MLS Cup playoffs starting on Monday, October 30th at Exploria Stadium. The match will kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern and will be the club's first full-capacity home playoff match in their young history. The Lions and Nashville will face off in a best-of-three series beginning at Exploria Stadium for Game 1 before shifting to Geodis Park for the second match. Should a third match be needed to decide the series, the two sides will face off once more at Exploria Stadium on November 12th at 5 p.m. The Lions enter the Audi 2023 MLS Cup playoffs following a 2-0 decision day win over Toronto FC to end the 2023 regular season. Orlando City totaled 18 wins, 63 points, and secured the second overall seed in the postseason, the highest ever seeding in team history. Don't miss out on your chance to be a part of the most epic season in Orlando City history. Tickets for both round one matches at Exploria Stadium can be purchased at orlandocitysc.com slash tickets. Vamos Orlando. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And uh, tonight I am with... The Kim, what, what's your title again, Mike? No I, always, knows. I always forget no your knows. title. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Business no. relationship entrepreneur. Perfect. There That'll you go, again. Mike Donahue of Bungalower, and uh, we're also with the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus, Moses Dewitt. Mo, how are you? I'm doing great. Do you have a good break? Great break. What'd you do? I braked on break. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, Brendan O'Connor is not in the building tonight. We he was he's on vacation in Rhode Island, living, of all living places. With hobbits now, yeah, the living smallest state hobbits. in the United States. Yeah. 
That would be appropriate for hobbits to live at. It's true. It's true. It's like a giant land for them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's true. Yeah, so much. Yeah, so many places to walk. So much real estate to yeah. enjoy. Yeah. No, no Mordor or uh, <laughs> Helm's Deep up there. That's but what they call Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's up there. So we're hanging out at the the law offices of the Dewitt Law Firm and JustCallMo.com. We're downtown. Uh, we started off at Camping World Stadium, but we made our way over here tonight. Yep. This is where the action is. <laughs> Always. Late night, late night spot, go to DeWitt Law Firm. Every time I see a law movie, it's a bunch of lawyers working around a table at midnight trying to like get the case, and there's like stacks of paper. Is that how it is here? We're paperless. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Not, not, that doesn't not try to be good movie. friendly. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So, yeah, we're hanging out here tonight. Uh, if you're just joining us, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and the surrounding uh, neighborhoods like uh, College Park, Thornton Park, Sodo. Just list, list all the neighborhoods. Uh, we all of them? Yeah, I, don't have, I don't even know them all. <laughs> I don't either. Someone yeah. reached out the other day. It's so funny because people keep wanting to add neighborhoods to the list. Uh-huh. And it's like, you should really put North Quarter on your list of neighborhoods. You're you like, should really we, put... We do. Yeah. Well, it was like, Hourglass is not really... Technically. It technically is not a district. Uh-uh. It's like all these things. It's like it's gotten really uh I don't know, navel gazy where mm. it's like one block in College Park is now like Soto Copa or something really? like that. Yeah. It's just like it's it's gotten a little silly. Well they do refer to the area around our office here as the Mo Zone. Oh, oh the Mo yeah. Zone. We should I like list that, that yeah. on the website. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You're the ruler of the Mo Zone. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So uh, Halloween's coming up. Yeah. Well, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, but right? not on a weekend. Yeah. Nope. Tuesday. So that means this weekend is like it's the everything. big weekend of yeah. Halloween in Orlando, especially downtown Orlando. Yeah. So there's the Thornton Park uh, block party, which is always the big one, um, which will be, I think, is it Saturday? It'll be Saturday night. That's the huge one that um, is a lot of fun. Uh, but like- usually, like all of downtown, at least when I when I first moved here in 2010. Uh, I would go downtown and yeah. like go to Orange Avenue, yeah. and there was just like thousands of people. Well, so I don't know if this is still true. I used to work with someone who did elaborate costumes and was like kind of in a circuit of people that did elaborate mm-hmm. costumes. And I guess like Orlando is a destination for costume contests. Really? Like there's huh. big money costume contests here. Oh, so, did you did you go downtown for like? I, Halloween? I remember going downtown for Halloween. Yeah. I think I lived downtown at one point. I did live downtown at one point. And yeah, there was just people everywhere in costumes. It was great. Like, I would like tell people, like, you should come to Orlando during Halloween because it is like so much fun. There's just yeah. like people out. Yeah. I remember the, the best costume I ever saw. Uh, and I don't know if either of you two can speak to this in downtown, but it was probably, it's probably been 10 years now. And I was hanging out at Barbecue Bar and I wasn't even inside. We were just like sitting out on like the patio area, mm-hmm. you know, drinking beers, hanging out. And all of a sudden, like five people walked by and they were all dressed in like different costumes, but they were all together. And Mm -hmm. everyone was just like, oh, my God, that's such a good costume. That's such a good costume. And like one person had a shaved head. One person was dressed like a Catholic schoolgirl. One person was dressed with like a snake. And I was like. That that's amazing. They were all dressed as different versions of Britney Spears. Oh. I don't like like these people just had it down, and it was just a great idea for a costume, and like it was just so good. So I think my girlfriend is going as Britney Spears. Ah, year, all right, all right. But she's doing like the, the, I don't know if you've seen the video. Oh, the, the knife, knife one. Video. Yeah. Oh. So she's <laughs> knife practicing Britney. the knife video. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know if you can get into it now that I think about it. Most places with knives and, but yeah, she's going as knife knife spears. Okay, yeah. all right. But anyway, it, it was fun downtown cool, on Orange yeah. Avenue for years, like during Halloween. Like I said, I don't know how it'll be this year. It might be different, but it's great. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like we were talking before the break about the the bars within the after midnight thing. I don't mm-hmm. know how that affects Halloween. I can't remember from last year. It'll be I interesting don't know. To see. Yeah. You going to dress up for work or a big uh, costume I guess, contest? I guess we tomorrow have? would be the day to do it, right? Or, or, or on actual, Halloween? actual Halloween. We're traditional. Do you I'm guys not, do that? I don't know. Do you? Absolutely. We do. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show up with yeah, like by a severed head <laughs> and all that. And be like, what are you doing, John? We have clients coming in today. <laughs> no, I, I like Halloween, but I'm not going to dress up for work. I'm an adult. No. You're better than us. That's how it is. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't have any. You have any plans this weekend for Halloween? You gonna do anything? No, I mean we'll go trick or treating on Tuesday. Mm, you're um, a little old for that, Mo. I mean, I like free candy's free candy. I'm because <laughs> Brendan stuff. is out of town. I'm a judge for a dog walking costume contest. Oh, all right, yeah, he usually does bungalow. that. Yeah, all right, yeah. So it'll be me, Anna Eskamani, um, and the, usually uh, Patty Sheehan's one of them. Yeah, I don't think she's doing it this year. No, too busy running for re-election. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Uh, so I have no like uh, CV that qualifies do me, me. Do to you want to give you some hints? Yeah, let me, please. Let me tell yeah. you. Here's what you do. Yeah. You you look at all the dogs, and there's probably going to be like one dog that is like clearly the best. Like, the best, clearly right? the best. Yeah. Don't vote for that one. Oh, Find, interesting. No, because everybody else is going to vote for that okay. one. Oh, Find the one that's like. Kind of in a dumpy costume. Yeah. They tried. Yeah, they yeah. tried to vote for that one. Okay. Then everybody gets mad, like, how could you not see this one that was dressed up and whatever? I, I feel very awkward about even being selected as a judge, so this might guarantee that I don't have to do That's it again. That's what you do, yeah. That's yeah. actually my, my... I like that for human costumes, too. Like, somebody can go all out and do it. Yeah. Great. I want people that kind of... I can say this on the radio, like half-ass it. Okay. And like, you're like, oh, that's a terrible costume. Yeah. Those are my favorite costumes. <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't even my, try. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of tried. Yeah, those ones Just are good Whatever costumes. they found in their closet. Exactly. Right. No, those are good. All right. Anyway, uh, sports betting. Yeah, let's talk about sports let's betting. Let's talk a little bit about sports betting. So I, I don't, I'm not a big sports better. Mm. Are you, Mike? Oh, yeah. Are you, Mo? No. No? All right. <laughs> so Mike, <laughs> yeah. Mike's the expert here. Uh you you can't legally bet right now in Florida, right? On sports. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But that's like up in the air, correct? Yeah, I think there's a lot of litigation that's going on over that with the, the Indian tribes and whether they can yeah. have sports betting. So so do you understand this, Mike? Yeah, so okay. there there was an agreement and I wanna say it was three or four years ago, there was an agreement between Governor DeSantis and the Seminole tribe for exclusive rights to paramutual sports betting. Okay. And in theory, if you were like me, great. If you're another sports betting industry that has been trying desperately to get into Florida as a major... Like a fan duel? Like a fan duel, exactly. Because you can't do that here, right? You can't do that here. The the agreement with the Seminoles is exclusivity, which I think Mm. is what has held up sports betting is because these other sports industries don't want to be shoved out of the market in Florida. Okay. so my understanding where we're at now is there's been stays after stays, and it went up to the Florida Supreme Court, who bumped it back down. Is or it went right? higher, right? I think it was the, the U.S. Supreme, US Supreme, oh, US Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any idea what they did, Mo? So, I mean, from what I can piece together from the article I read briefly. <laughs> we did a ton of research yeah. b- between, between break. Um, it sounds like <laughs> there was a stay put in place saying they could not have the sports betting. 
that stay has now been lifted, but that's not a final decision. It still has to be litigated as to whether it's legal and the the justices who wrote the opinion did express some concerns as to whether the application of the the compact that was entered into would actually be legal or not. So gotcha. while, okay. while they may be able to technically open up sports betting for a limited period of time, the courts still do need to make a final determination on it. Okay. And that was basically what had happened. They, they had kind of, not sneakily, but they had opened mobile sports betting a few years ago for about a two-week period. Okay. The, the, the Seminole Tribe. Did. Seminole Tribe. Yeah, you could go through it. It's like Hard Rock Bet or something like that. Didn't it have something to do with like where their servers were? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right. No. All right. Well, I think they claim since the servers were on, you know, yeah, on, tribal, on land. tribal land, yeah. that, we, we're allowed to right. do this. Even yeah. though you're not on tribal land, the servers are. Uh-huh. So that's you know, kind oh, of their argument. Yeah, as far as I know, the only place you can legally do sports betting now is offshore on like the in Florida. Vi- yeah, the it, it, oh, like, like Victory Cruise Casinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do sports book. Uh, uh, I know I, a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, as I said, legally. And yeah. I'm there's, sure there's these, these, like you said, these DraftKings and these FanDuels, I mean, Florida has 20 million people yeah, that live yeah. here. It's I, a I think, lucrative market. Yeah, I think they desperately want to get in here, and the exclusivity has been the problem, I think. So a lot of the people that are uh, suing, or I, I'm not sure what the legal term is, but are trying to We hold have up. a lawyer here. Yeah, <laughs> well, so the, the organizations are named for like, people for equitable betting or oh. that kind of thing. Oh. And it's clearly like... I always love the names they put on those Yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's clearly these other sports books that don't want to get shoved out of one of the largest states in the whole country for okay. sports book betting, yeah. Because if the, if the Seminoles have it, uh, the others can't. I think according to the compact that DeSantis reached with them, no one else can. Right, because again, you know, they're just saying that it's legal on tribal land. So... Mm-hmm. The the Seminole tribe has had this whole back and forth with the state for over a decade now, where basically, and this is why the Seminoles don't have all gaming open. Like they they could put craps, they could put roulette if they want to, because technically it's legal on their right. land. But then the state of Florida could say, well, guess what? We're going to make gambling legal everywhere in Florida, and so that's always kind of been the back and forth. So part of this, you know, compact was, hey, you can do sports betting on your land under this theory that since the servers are located there. Um, it's legal, which then essentially give them exclusivity by default Got because it. they have the Indian reservations. Got it. Okay. All right. You're going to start betting? Always. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What do you bet on? Uh, Premier League, usually. Premier <laughs> League. Uh, and then... That uh, was the last thing I thought you were going to oh, say. Oh, really? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. English Premier League and baseball, usually. Baseball has not worked out for Baseball's me this Baseball's hard, year. though. There's so many oh, games. Yeah. It's, and- yeah. Uh, Premier League is usually my go-to for that. All right. Yeah. Is, and the, is there like a uh, – I mean, games like one nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there's you know there's prop betting and all this stuff. Ah. I'll, I'll, I'll put a chalkboard up. We can walk through all this stuff. <laughs> you can you can bet on you know the number of corners, over corners, under corners, exact number. Really? Of yeah, fouls, yellow cards. Yeah, they'll, huh. they'll give you lines for anything, um, which is one of the problems. Like if you're into sports betting and wanted to come to Florida – having one service is not ideal because in the same way with any other marketplace, they get to set their own odds. They get to do all these things. So uh, ideally, you know, this opens up other, other places like FanDuel and um, I forget the other one. Uh, DraftKings. uh, DraftKings and there's Caesars and MGM and all that kind of stuff. Ideally that would help. Okay. Did you see this news about Park Avenue CDs? No, I didn't. So they posted this on their uh, Instagram, Facebook, 
the so they said they're it's finally happening. So <laughs> and what that means is I guess they're expanding. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and so they've been they've been in business for almost forty years. Yeah, not always at that location in Audubon Park. I, I assume right. they, they were, were on Park Ave. Park Ave. That yeah. was before my time here. Yeah, they're kind of like across the street from the Seven Eleven. When Mo Ave. was buying cassettes. Yeah, actually, I I don't know why I remember this, but I was leaving Park Ave CDs, and they used to have like a little milk crate by the door, and it was either like free or dollar. I think it must, it must have been free. And so I took like what was a VHS tape out of the free bin, Uh-oh. which turned out faces to, of death. No, it was <laughs> it was Kid Rock before he was like Kid oh, Rock before right. he was famous. Yeah. It was some like horrible VHS. No offense to Kid Rock fans, <laughs> but I, I always thought it was amusing. I don't think our fans. Yeah, yeah I don't fans, know the, the Venn, Venn diagram does not usually <laughs> match up. But anyway, they posted this on their their uh, social media that yeah. they're expanding, and they sort of put some photos up. Of like the whole building over there, including the diner next door. So that's what I was going to ask. So it's going to the left to, I, at the, to the end of that corner. Then I don't. Uh, so I'm reading it right now. They sort of are. They, they have the they neon sign. It doesn't really say. Okay. It doesn't say like, oh, we're moving in right next door. But I just don't. I mean, unless I'm reading this wrong, uh, it they sort of allude to it. I would say. I mean, that would make the most sense yeah. because. You can move to the the if you're looking at the building, the left of it, which right. used to be Junior's Diner, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And that place has not been open for like months and months and yeah. months and months. And, and it's a great location, mm-hmm. and, and I would love Audubon Park to have a diner, but you know, I'd rather it be something. Yeah, and than nothing. Yeah, no, and I, I mean they've been they've been squeezed. In it's there. so busy in there. Yeah. Like I I don't buy records like I used to. I used to I used to buy a lot of records, but like. I just don't buy them like I used to, but whenever I do go in there, it is just packed in yeah. there, and they have the they have the the capacity to obviously expand, but they have also like the clientele that I think love it. I oh, mean, they, for sure. They, I mean, and they, they do, love it. They do shows in there sometimes, yeah. like previews. So yeah, extra room would be. That's awesome. great though. I mean, it's yeah. great to know that you know a music shop and a music store here in Central Florida can make it, yeah. and then also expand. Yeah, into the place next door, which is really really cool. There's a few really good vinyl shops over the last couple of years that have sprouted up over. Oh there's, yeah, there's one in Mills Fifty uh, remix. remix. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, um, Foundation in College Park. Yeah, those guys kill it. Really? Like they? I don't know, Mo. Do you do you, you don't collect records, right? I have a few, but I don't. Okay. Collect them. All right. <laughs> so like I like I said, I used to. I don't really anymore. I still have them all. I just don't go out buying like I used to. But like I follow the folks in in College Park Foundation. We've done a show there. Me and Brendan, the guys there, they're great. But like they post on Instagram the most amazing record finds, and I've talked to them. Like, where do you guys get this stuff? Like, oh, we just buy whole collections from people like all over the country. And you'll see stuff on there. Like, I can't believe like you have a original pressing of that thing. And I mean, they sell. I mean, they're expensive. Like yeah. they're they're not cheap records there. Yeah. But they just get the most incredible stuff there that that's, you just never find anywhere. That's like rock and roll heaven. Rock and roll heaven kind of has that vibe mm-hmm. too, where it's like nothing's really cheap, but what you find in there is we almost bought a laser disc player. The oh, other right. day they, they, they're selling a couple of them there. It's like I don't it's know. Probably a bad awesome. idea. <laughs> no, well, I think they're. I'm going to tell you, apart. they're not going to make any more uh, <laughs> yeah. laser discs anytime soon. Well, I read an article too. I guess the material they made them with, they're like. You've got ten years left with your laser disc collection before they completely really? deteriorate. Yeah, oh, boy. interesting. Did you ever have a laser disc? Uh, That's all I watch. <laughs> <laughs> you seem more like a Betamax man. 
I mean, ba- it's a competition, but Betamax <laughs> or Laserdisc. Did you have a Laserdisc player? No. I mean, I remember him in school, and I think I knew some people who had them, but I, we never had one. It was sort of the, the yeah, cool I mean, kids. If you don't know what kids. we're talking yeah, about, yeah. there was like sort of a gap between VHS and DVD, and, and Laserdisc, they were good. I, I, they were like yeah, They're like the size of a record. Yeah, yeah they're like big. They were yeah. really yeah. big, but yeah. the quality was better than VHS, yeah. but probably not as good as DVD. Um, and they lasted for a little while. Yeah, for whatever yeah. whatever it is, the, the material they made them with, they're... I don't Interesting. Know, going I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So don't buy a laser disc. Don't buy a laser disc. <laughs> what about mini disc? Am I safe with mini disc? Oh my gosh. Don't even get or... me started, bro. <laughs> I had a I had a mini disc player both in my car <laughs> and and I had like a portable one. And the reason I had it was so I grew up in Michigan, if you don't know, I grew up just outside of Detroit. And when I was about seventeen or eighteen, maybe nineteen. Uh, I got my car stolen. Okay. And so when I got my car stolen, I also got all my CDs stolen. But Which is I, probably worse, right? Uh, Especially it, at that age. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, I don't yes. Both bad. <laughs> and, but uh, I ended up getting it back, but I was like, I'm never going to let this happen again. I'm going to put everything on mini disc. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I collected records. And so I wanted to put like the records on the mini disc. This format will last forever. Yeah. And so I, I was all in on mini disc. And so I had a mini disc player, like an actual player in my car. No, no. I had a mini disc player in my car. I had a portable one. And I had like a, like a, a component one? one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. They're pretty. I mean, they were like indestructible, though. Like yeah. you could, you could, you could like beat them up, and it'd be fine. Unlike a CD, if you right, got a tiny yeah. scratch, it didn't work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was all in on the mini disc. Well, maybe they're, that's what the Park Ave extension. They were very popular in Japan. We they were way ahead of their time. <laughs> I was way ahead of Japanese my time. Japanese always are. It's very true. It's very. <laughs> true. I just picture you in high school explaining to people like, "No, it's big in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen here." <laughs> I wonder if I still have my mini disc. I don't. I don't know if I still do. I don't. I don't think I do anymore. Oh boy! <laughs> you can also fit a lot of music on a mini disc. Yeah. By the way, you could fit longer, uh, like longer tracks on them. So anyway. there's a lot of ex girlfriends with your mini disc mixtapes <laughs> in Michigan. Like, they, they didn't know. I made them, and then they yeah, didn't even know what to this? do with them. They're like, "What do I? What do I do with this? Like, buy a mini disc player. That's what you do with it." <laughs> we we cannot finish this show without talking about the Orlando Magic. They opened their season this week, uh, I think Wednesday night, against the Houston Rockets. Did it, did either of you two go to the game, Mo? No, I did not. No? Didn't no, go to the game. Didn't no. go to the game. I saw the photos. They were pretty well, I don't want to say sold out, but they yeah, were packed well in there. Uh, they won. They, they they destroyed the Houston Rockets. I okay. think they beat them by 30 points. I think it was the, the most points ever uh, opening game for the Magic since they've started. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, yeah, and okay. they're like, uh, this is their 35th season, so they're like celebrating 35 years. That's pretty crazy to think they've been here 35, 35 years. 35 years, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? It's 2023 right now, right. so I think they started in, what, 88? Must have been 88, uh-huh. yeah, 88, 89 maybe. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I think this year they're trying to do like a lot of the history stuff, like, you know, Nick Anderson and yeah. Morris Grant and Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah. There's a lot to be excited about about that team too, for sure. Um I just I hopefully I don't mean to be pessimistic, but halfway through the season there seems to be a consistency where it just kinda like dips down a little bit. It's been but, rough. It's but, been a rough decade yeah. for the for the Orlando Magic. But young team, really good players, there's a lot to be excited I about. Do I do think. think if they do well, like people will just like freak out here. Oh, like, for sure. I mean, there are Magic fans. There are, now sure. that they're 35 years old, like people grew up with the yeah. Magic. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, vaguely remember when they came to town and, like, uh-huh. 
you know, I remember a lot of the original players and the original teams and going there as a kid and yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. What well, was it? 08? Was was it 08 when they were in the finals? That was crazy. Before yeah. my time, I moved here in oh, 2010. Okay. And yeah. so, like, they were still good in 2010. They weren't, you they right. didn't get to the finals, yeah. but they were still, like, getting into the playoffs. No, it was yeah. nuts downtown. I remember. Yeah. I think, I think if that can happen again, it'll just be great. Yeah. It'll be great to see that because they've just been so terrible the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember where I was when uh, Shaq got traded. Where, where were you? I was on a summer camp bus. Really? Yeah. Were you really? crying? Uh, were you like, Shaq's gone. Shaq's going to the Lakers. Here's a funny story about how long ago that was. The we work with Orlando City, who are in the playoffs, by the way, on Monday. Uh, we should uh, mention that. Yeah, yeah. they're one of their marketing people uh, who we work with is named Shaquille Scott, mm. named after Shaquille O'Neal. Wow, yeah. Yeah. fully wow. grown man named after Shaquille O'Neal. Nice. That's how, yeah, uh, nice. <laughs> and is because he's an Orlando. Their family was Orlando sports fans. Huh. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is DJ Diesel here this weekend or was it last oh, weekend? I don't know. So Shaq was in. DJ and it must be this weekend because they played Oklahoma last weekend. Okay, yeah. he's playing at UCF, right? Yeah, he's DJing out at UCF. Well, he goes. To, he's at EDC usually. Too, oh, that's I right. Think, so yeah, that's right. EDC. Yeah. Okay, and that's in November, which is coming yeah, up. Yeah, coming up real. So real maybe he's soon. doing doing both back yeah. to back. Oh, yeah. All right. DJ Diesel hitting it hard. Yeah. <laughs> on the ones and twos. All right. <laughs> I did own the first Shaq album, which is a good Sh- album. Was that uh, Diesel or Shaq Fu to return? The first one. So I was going to say, <laughs> Shaq I, Diesel. I, I still have Shaq Fu on That's Sega the second Genesis. Album. Uh, no, no, no. The, oh, oh, the game. The game. The game. <laughs> the game. Speaking of archaic technology, <laughs> I have Shaq Fu on Sega Genesis. So. All right. Well, anyway, we got. Can, we can got, I come over and play it? <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Mo, thank you for opening up the DeWitt Law Firm. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, after hours. Next time you're bringing Shaq Fu, though. All right, oh, we, we, can, we yeah. can hook it up to the oh, TV awesome. here yeah. and, and hang out. But yeah, we're, uh, thanks again for having us, Mo. And um, thanks again for the Feast on 50 for letting us hang out for like five minutes. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.